Welcome to Audacity Podcast. This is your glorious host, Michael. This is your substandard host, Stephen. <laughs> we like to keep it balanced, fair and balanced here well, at you Audacity know, Pod. You know, Libra, the scales, you know, yin and yang. Yeah, and next time, next time you'll be the worse one, and I'll be the better one. You know, we also balance that. Yeah, we we uh, we go back and forth. Yeah, it's not it's not that one of us is better than the other all the time. We have to trade, right? In, any good partnership is it's it's give and take. I mean, I feel like so. Uh, how you been? Like in terms of uh, us keeping in contact with one another, it hasn't really been very long, or no, we no. haven't skipped much at all. But we actually haven't recorded an episode in a couple weeks now. Right, right, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Doing good, doing good. Uh, it's it's uh, everything's good. <laughs> Are you convinced? Yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. It's it's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm, I'm, In, I'm insert good. insert meme of dog sipping tea while room burns down. Oh around. God, that's that's what it feels like. Uh, the end of the school year always feels like that. It's it's just it's like it's a dumpster fire and. We're just doing our best to manage it at this point. So uh, I will be so glad when summer comes. So except for the heat, don't want the heat. Yeah, Man, no kidding. You know, this, it's been kind of a cooler spring mm-hmm. so far this year and I'm loving it. Uh, but I often catch myself lacking spring with a sense of dread. Uh-huh behind it because i just know that for every nice day that we can enjoy now there's going to be a 105 degree weather yeah there'll be 10 of those days yeah and and it'll do like it did last year where it's just you know doesn't rain for a month straight <sighs> and everything turns that really like burnt brown instead of a nice green like right now everything's green everything's nice outside Walk outside, it's pleasant, smells good, it's fresh, but that goes away starting in end of May, early June. Yeah, it starts to turn a really dingy shade of brown. Like, like if I had to, if I was creating a crayon and I had to name it, I'd call it dead grass brown. Right. Because that, that's exactly brown. what it is. What's that? Dust bowl brown. Dust bowl brown. <laughs> <laughs> Great Depression <laughs> Brown. Oh my God, that is uh, this. This part of the country is an affront to man. It really is. It's it's a monument to man's arrogance. Well, okay. So since we were on here, I I went I went out to L.A. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Visit visit family out there, you know. And uh, I I caught people. The day we flew in, my brother and I went out there. The day we flew in, it was rainy or whatever. Yeah. I overheard people bitching about the rain. It's like, y'all, y'all bastards don't remember last year where California was burning to the ground and had a huge drought and all this shit. And you're complaining about rain now and it's a barely a drizzle. Yeah, well, this goes to show you. Gra- you should, be, you should be out in the street praying to the rain gods that it keeps up. Exactly. Yeah. You would think that you would think that years and years of forest fires and droughts would, you know, make them appreciate the rain a little bit more. But that just goes to show you, you never can make anybody happy. No, no, you can't. And it's like, 
kind of around here, I have the same thoughts of people who bitch about it being cold weather when it's winter mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, give it about 20 or 30 more years. And <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that cold's going away. <laughs> oh. It's just going to, it's going to shift, I guess, <laughs> the way it actually. Like people have to, people have to vacation in Alaska just, you know, to, to see snow ever again. Yeah. Cause that's like, you know, I remember when we were kids, you could, you could, you could kind of count on there being a few time, a few instances of snow every year. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there'd be, I, I do, I remember a few years where there, there wasn't any, but for the most part, uh, we knew it was going to snow a few times and usually one good time, you know, it would do it or whatever. Right. right. Uh, you know, now who knows? I mean, I've, I've been in the last 10 years, there've been times where I come in for Thanksgiving and it's 80 degrees. Oh yeah. Uh, same for Christmas. I think, uh, one time here, what was it? Five, six years ago ish within that time when Christmas, it was in the seventies. Oh Yeah. Yeah, good lord. Nothing gets you out of the gold Christmas spirit like an eighty degree day. Yeah, where nothing gets you out of the Christmas spirit by walking outside in shorts. In shorts, yeah. I mean, fuck, man, it it, it's ridiculous. But you know, we usually we we do usually I will say we usually do get one good snow here, or we get an ice storm. That's it. That's the other thing we get is is if it if it didn't put me in just the most back end part of the entire world where there's no internet or access to anything. If I could find a place that it never got above like 68 degrees ever. And then it could also get down into sub zero weather. I'm fine with that. That's where I'd be, but it just, you'd end up being in the very northernmost part of Canada. I about to say you'd have to move to Alaska for that. Yeah. You know, and something like that. And then, I'm I'm too uh I'm too domesticated with our internet and our Amazon Prime <laughs> shit like that. I can't you know, do it when, anymore. When your groceries have to be delivered via Bush Pilot, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, you know, you're a little far out. It's cool, but uh, not not exactly convenient. No, 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 not at all, not at all. That's no. like, I, but and I also think too, uh growing up especially down here uh, there are lots of places like this like rural areas or whatever we got these uh, these old timers you know that are in their 80s still out there chopping wood and doing all that shit right and and i was thinking i it just makes me think about that conversation we had the other day about how (laughs) we don't even like to play the same video games as we did as a kid (laughs) because we can't handle them anymore <laughs> Forget chopping wood. It's like I don't really want to play RTS. I can't play StarCraft, guys, anymore. Sorry, I don't have the coordination. I, I just lost the dexterity. I don't have it anymore. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Oh, maybe they're right. Maybe we are a generation of pussies. I don't know. Sit down on the couch back in my day. Back in my day when my hand eye coordination was was top. But uh <laughs> right. You're talking, well, you know, speaking of that, that being out chopping wood and stuff, I can remember, I can remember my granddad would, they would, he would sit in his house. That would be 80 degrees wearing, you know, sometimes he'd be cold sitting in that 80 degree house. Uh, sometimes he'd be wearing a, wearing a flannel shirt and jeans 
And I mean, I'd, I'd look at him and I'd be like, like dude, dude, I'm still starting to sweat just, just wearing that. I mean, yep. it's just, God damn. I was like, how do you, you know, how do you do that? He's like, I'm not cold or I'm not hot. I'm fine. I'm like, yeah, they're I'd taking be, all that blood thinner and shit. It must be. It must be. Well, and they say as you get older, your, your blood starts getting thinner, but. Uh, and, and, my, you look, and you're not getting good enough circulation cause you're yeah. not as active. Well, you know, my dad's getting that way. You know, he's getting to where he'll sit in the house with a jacket on, you know, and I'm like, just turn the heat up. And he's like, I can't turn the heat up. Your mom, your mom gets hot. And it's like, well, what are you going to do? Then? I mean, sure. that's my parents are the same way. They sit here and freeze, I guess. That's yeah. why they, they have in their house, they have basically two different sections of air conditioning. And it literally is the room that dad sits in a lot of the time is one. And then the room with the, like the, I'm going to, I'm going to say this and it's going to sound a certain way. The room with the kitchen where my mom always is, (laughs) (laughs) but she, she literally did. They built their house and she literally did set up the main room, the central room of the house. It's like an open kitchen, but she's got like her couch and TV area in the same air conditioning section it's all keep the her, same keep her in that kitchen where she belongs Thing. yeah yeah right <laughs> uh, <laughs> she don't need no she don't need no heat she's standing in front of the stove uh-huh. <laughs> but, well she don't want the heat that's the thing i guess yeah. she's got the menopause hot flash type shit so yeah. she uh she doesn't want that she wants it 62 in the house all the time and dad wants it 10 degrees hotter yeah. Yeah. That's well, I, yeah, I go over to my mom and dad's house every week and I just, I roast in their house cause it's always too hot. Cause, cause our thermostat at home is on 68 degrees year round. So, you know, and so, so in the, in the summertime, our air is just chugging, you know, trying to keep up, you know, in, in the 98 degree heat down here. But then in the winter, the house starts getting cold but we're the type, you know, we're like, uh, we're like that old couple. It's like, oh, it's okay. We'll get a quilt. <laughs> right. <laughs> or we'll put a sweatshirt on or a sweater. Put, put you a couple pairs of socks on. Well, and that's, that's what we do. We'll walk, you know, Morgan, my, Morgan, my daughter, she'll, uh, uh, she walks around. She looks like she's walking the, she looks like a Plains Indian walking around with a, uh, with a blanket around her, uh, like she's heading to winter camp or something. Um, and then I'm in, I'm sitting around in a sweatshirt and sweats and I've got a quilt over me and my, my wife is totally wrapped up in a blanket, you know, and most people are like, why don't you turn the heat up? I was like, oh, heat's expensive. I won't turn the heat up because I don't want to get hot either. Cause, cause like our heater, like in our bedroom is it's like sleeping under a blast furnace. Me, me and I can't, my, I can't do that now. Heat, me, me heat and, in the bedroom is bad. Me and my wife will argue about that because she'll be cold and I won't be so cold. And she'll be like, I turn the heat on. I'm like, you leave that fucking heat alone. And she's like, she, and she's like, why? It's like, cause it's like sleeping in a steel mill. Right. It's so hot. I said, I'm, I'm going to get hot and I'm not going to be able to sleep. And I'm going to have to kill you. Like, that's the thing. When the room is cold, you just throw another blanket on. Problem solved. She she's pretty good about that though. We got we get we got a big heavy comforter down at the end of the bed that so, yeah, is, there you go. Is there for decoration and she I'm actually thinking about getting me one of those weighted blankets. Hey, they I've I've heard they're good. I know and, good. and I keep I keep forgetting about it and then 
Uh, but I do because for me, I'm trying to get better about just sleeping on my back because I have neck issues a lot of the time when I don't. But if I can ever sleep that way, but I've always been a stomach and side sleeper my whole life. Mm. And so I'm having to break 40 years of <laughs> conditioning to sleep. Yeah, I got, that, I got that problem too. I can't, I got to sleep on my left side because that's the side I've slept on since I've been married because, uh, I would not snore on my left side. And so my wife decided it'd be a good idea for me to sleep on my left side. But I want to, I want to get off about talking, get off of talking about our, uh, sleep problems yeah because we, we sound like a, we sound like a couple of people's grandpa's sitting over coffee <laughs> I, know, I know well i don't want to get too far away from sounding like a grandpa but i want to go back to the gaming thing yeah because i know that you within the last six months have got yourself a fancy new gaming computer oh yeah and uh and you hadn't had one for how long until oh my god at least a decade decade and a half yeah, so you that's a that's a really drastic jump from one thing to the other, but talking about gaming now versus as a kid, I'm sure you're starting to notice some of those some of those issues. Yeah. That can that can come up. And and it can be anything from like the type of games that you used to play as a kid versus now to how are you with the controls, you know, how are your old man hands with the controls? Uh so I just wanted to get into that a little bit because that's, it's interesting to me because I've kind of kept up with gaming forever. Like since I started gaming with my very first Nintendo, I've really never stopped. Right. And it's always been a hobby of mine to the detriment of my physique a lot of the time, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's always been, so I don't think I notice it as drastically as maybe you have jumping back into it like that. Uh, but what would you say the first, the very first thing, the most dramatic thing that you've noticed with getting a new computer and get firing it back up? Well, I mean, just outside of how much the games have changed over the years. I mean, I think that's an obvious one, but for me, for me, it's, it's speed and dexterity. I, I don't have the. I don't have the speed and the dexterity I used to have in playing games. And I'm, I'm finding my reaction speeds are a lot slower and I'm not able to, I'm not able to, to, I guess for lack of a better term, multitask across mouse and keyboard or controller nearly as quickly as I used to. That That's probably the biggest thing for me. I, I, I don't really play rts's too much anymore like your starcraft games i don't right. play them much anymore because of that exact thing i just don't i'm not interested one i'm not interested in learning all the hotkeys to do all that stuff and and i'm just not yeah i'm not as into it but i will still play shooters but i'm not i, I i've never considered myself like a really good fps player Right, right. So most of the ones that I play are either for fun or whatever. They're not, I don't play competitive anything uh, as far in shooter, as far as shooters well, go. I, well, I'll give you a great example of what I'm talking about. And, it, and it's, it's kind of in the FPS realm. And that's uh, the first time I played Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. you know, I, I being, a, being a teacher, I, you know, I hear about Fortnite at least once a day because, uh, 
the kid the 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 kids I teach are right in that age wheelhouse for for Fortnite. And so I thought, well, you know, the way they describe it sounds fun. I'll download it and play it. And so I started playing it. The first time I loaded it, I think I was dead within maybe 30 seconds. <laughs> and I remember thinking, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. And then I got to thinking about it later and I said, you know, when I was a teenager, that wouldn't have happened. And I just, I'm, I, I'm not watching. I don't have this, the reaction times that I used to have. I mean, and then there, then there's the dexterity problem because, you know, I've got, I've got rheumatoid arthritis and my hands are all gnarled up. And, you know, so I, you know, my, my, the middle finger on my right hand doesn't even work anymore. So that's uh, a, that's a, that's a huge physical difference back from. Yeah. So I, I've, lost, now. I've lost a 10th of my finger, uh, capacity on my hands. Um, and so I'm, I find that I can't, I can't stretch like I used to with my hands Yeah, when looking for keys. Um, I, I can't, I can't move as fast. And so, you know, and, and, in certain games like RTSs, like, you know, uh, uh, first person shooters are like this, any game where you need speed, it, it's, it's no good. Like, like if I played like a game like Halo or something right now, I would just get obliterated. You know, I just because I I just don't have the speed anymore, and the and the reaction and reaction times a little bit of a problem too. That's that's probably the that's probably the 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 two biggest things I've noticed is is reaction time and dexterity, the speed, uh, and and that. So I mean, I started I I started knowing my loss of dexterity uh, when I tried to play, I think Mega Man Two. On, I think I got that on Steam or maybe it was PlayStation or something. And I thought, oh, Mega Man Collection, got to get that. I'll play through those. Yeah. And and I had had to quit because I was like, I couldn't get through. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't get through some of the levels. It's like, I don't remember how to play platformers anymore. I don't. Well, you know, and that's. I don't, I don't do the dexterity. I mean, I still play a lot of games that kind of require that, but there's something about those old games. Uh, that they're just they're hard not as they're not as forgiving they're right right um you know and it's well and and i've had that same i've had that same experience where i've sat down to play like a basic platform like say mario brothers right super mario brothers you know the the game many of us started on um and i sit down and i'm like you know i'll be i'll be playing and and my daughter will be sitting there and i'll be like watch this like I'm gonna own this game, and then I go to jump over that first chasm, and I go right in the hole. Yeah, and I'm like, what? What the hell happened? Or I or I run right into a fucking turtle, or or something like that. When that just didn't used to happen, you know. I and it's like it's like I remember my memory serves me on where things are, you know, what you should do. Um, what needs to happen? It's just executing on it's a little bit difficult, a little more difficult than it used to. I be. went over to uh, one of our buddies' house, and his kids were playing Mario Three uh-huh. on the S- SNES Classic. You know that thing that came out a few years ago with all yeah. the, it has about twenty something games on it or whatever. Yeah, they were playing Mario Three, and uh, 
they couldn't get past one of the like mini castle bosses or whatever. And there, keep in mind, uh, you know, one of them's six and the other's four. So even the oldest one is a little bit younger than we were when Mario 3 came out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think we were like eight, eight or something. Yeah. Eight, something seven, eight years there. old, something like yeah. that. Uh, and they couldn't, they couldn't do the thing. And they, they, they asked me to do it and I did it. And then they just looked at me like I was some kind of wizard. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> the only reason I'm able to do this right now is because of years and years and years of, of muscle memory on this. <laughs> right. There's no, cause it, cause again, like I say, you give me a different platformer game and I'm terrible. You know, but, I, I'll give you a platformer that was a nightmare back when I was at my peak and I tried to play it not too long ago and I instantly regretted that. And that was Contra. Yeah. Yeah. Those old, the old ones, I think the, I think the easiest one is the one that's on super Nintendo. Uh huh. This was, this was, this was regular Nintendo Contra. The, and, the and original. That ga- Contra. And that game is a fucking beast. Uh, it was a beast when I was a kid and, and, you know, try and had the muscle memory developed for it. And I tried to play it again and man, I didn't make it very far. Especially, uh, I don't remember if it was the second or third one that they came out with on the Nintendo super C. Yeah. That, that was the hardest one by far. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and of course, uh, and of course my reaction, my reaction as it's always been for the last, you know, 30 years is fuck this game. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah. it's the game it's like <laughs> you apply that to everything uh you know we we both shoot guns and stuff and it's real funny to, you know people are like well there's something off with the trigger or the slide or the sights it's or the something like no, it ain't it no, ain't it's that you. it's you it's you, you. Suck. yeah yeah you're, you're you. a terrible shot just and, you know just and that you. that that excuse making uh transcends generation because oh, sure. I kept, like I said, I kept playing games and for a long time I played a, a little, a little friendly game called League of Legends. Nah. And, uh, you would, you would, uh, you barely win a game where someone on the losing team wasn't bitching about something that made it not their fault. It was sure. my idiot team or my, the lag or, it just whatever it was it just it wasn't it's never them you anything know it's but, never you but their ability yeah Mm-mm. but uh oh but going into that though how about so less less about how we're just decrepit old fuckers mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. anymore uh what about the games themselves that you notice as as being quite different and maybe the style that they're released or um well, definitely that. I mean, shit. I mean, I can. I, I remember a time <laughs> when, 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 when games used to be released complete. Listen here, Sonny. So, yeah, I mean, I that's the biggest one. I remember a time when a game was released and it was fucking finished. You know? Yeah. And, and you also, the thing that I miss more than that, I mean, I do miss that where the game came out. When you bought Secret of Mana, you bought Secret of Mana. There was nothing else. Yeah, it was done. There, nothing else was going to happen. It, you just had the game and that's it. And I do miss that. But more than that, I miss the fact that I didn't really know what Secret of Mana was until I rented it at the store. 
Oh my God. Yes. Yes. You know, I didn't have to see it on YouTube leading up to the final release. Like right now, I really want to play Diablo four. It comes out in June. Like I've been a fan of the Diablo series since the very first, since the the first one to the point that it's altering my damn vacation plans. Well, how fucking dare you ask me to go on some trip to visit some other fucking joker I grew up with that I don't give a shit about right in the middle of the resurgence of the old. Listen to this in June Diablo Diablo four comes out and Final Fantasy 16. Then in August, Baldur's Gate three comes out and then. Earlier this month, fucking Metallica recent. What year is this? What year are we in right now? I thought it was 2023, but actually it's 1998. And you're asking me to go on some trip in the middle of between those two games coming out. I mean, how dare you? We got Diablo 4 coming out. June 6th. Then you got Final Fantasy 16 coming out like the 22nd. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to th- ask me if I want to go on a trip to fucking Baltimore at some point and then? No. No. And how dare you? My God. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's that's it. Not much more to say about that. A- outside of that, uh, you know, July's fine. July Nothing's may, going on uh, in July. It's, it's hotter in July, but that's that that may have to work. But anyway, not what we're talking about. <clears throat> talking about uh, you were talking about um, games like Diablo Four. Oh, uh, yeah, games like Diablo Four, where now if I if I pull up YouTube, my page is just flooded with people trying to milk every little detail of the Diablo 4 release so they can make a new video every day of the week, uh-huh. acting like they're talking something, they're, they're telling us something new. And, yeah, it, I mean, you know, it's just a weird, it's just a weird situation that we didn't really deal with as kids because the only news we got about games was, was it in the Nintendo Power? Right, right. And that's if you were lucky to have Nintendo, lucky enough to be subscribed to Nintendo Power. Yeah. Uh, and you know. Otherwise, you just went to the you went to the video store and you rented whatever had the coolest looking box. Yeah. And well, you went and that, home and played it. Well, and that's a, that's another that's another game delivery system uh that is is of the past is going to the video store. There was a rich one going to the video store to rent games. There always mm-hmm. was. And you know, you would and and one of the one of the problems with renting a video game from the video store was that if you had you had maybe a day or two to beat the damn thing, or you was going to have to rent it again, or you'd have to wait till the next weekend and hope nobody uh-huh. rented it before you got there to get it. Uh huh. Uh huh. So you didn't have unlimited time to work on it. But- or I've heard that there's a different there's a there's a third there's another strategy you could take. Uh, yeah. You could rent a game. Say, back then it was called Final Fantasy Two. Oh God! Now it's called Final Fantasy Four. But you know what I'm talking. You know which. You know what game I'm talking. I, I know where you're going. Uh, you rent this game, and it's a great game. 
by the way. It really is. I mean, it's so good that if you could, you'd probably steal to get it. You would probably steal to get it. (laughs) So you go to the video store and you rent it. Well, I mean, (laughs) that's a, that's a solid weekend's worth to try to beat that. It would be really unfortunate if you just maybe forgot to take it back. Yeah. And so you keep it and then you play it and you play it and you just keep forgetting to take it back to the store. Yeah. For about how long would you say you have to hold out on that strategy? Ever. Forever? Forever. Yeah. I I think, I mean, I don't, I don't personally know anybody who would have done that. But specifically with Final Fantasy 2. Yeah, so my mom and dad ended up buying a video game. (laughs) Did they end up having to buy it? Yeah, I mean, they had to pay for it. Yeah, that was part part of like the late fee structure and everything. And they just basically said, you just bought the game. (laughs) So, I mean, they, my, my parents bought me Final Fantasy 2 indirectly. After after paying some rental fees on it at first. Yeah, they weren't happy. <laughs> they weren't happy. Nobody said I was that bright. I just okay. I remember I remember always laughing about that when I'd go to your house yeah. and see oh, that game he, and he know been, that you'd had it for like eight years. Folks, he has been giving me shit about this literally for thirty fucking years. I mean <sighs> It's I'm I he's probably when I die, if I die before him, he's probably gonna get up and talk about that. Yeah. I remember when this asshole That's all I'm gonna <laughs> say about you too. No, that's not, it. Not, it's just not, this he was one a good time. father, he was a good husband. It was this no. this this one time he rented Final Fantasy two from Premier Video in Walnut Ridge and <laughs> never took it back. The and fucking never asshole. Took it back. <laughs> thieving son of a bitch <laughs> and then i'll leave i'm just gonna walk out yeah, you, just, you just turn and walk off with no comment no other commentary you just leave <laughs> that'll confuse my family thoroughly um but yeah i mean the the you know and and that's the thing with with the way they advertise games now and the way youtube is set up you can know everything there is to know about a game before it even releases I know it, it's actually harder work to try to not do that. Uh huh. And and going back to the going back to the old days of renting, or even just buying a game. You know, forget renting. You go out and buy a game. You know, you you didn't know what you were getting a no. lot of times. You know, so you would rent a game that might might have had a cool box, or you might have one of your friends. You might have heard one of your friends talking about it at school or something like that, and you thought, "Well, I'm gonna give it a try." Well, then you get the game and and you either loved it or it was garbage. What what do you remember as being the maybe the coolest game that you did that where you just you just bought a game pretty much at random and it ended up being awesome. Final Fantasy 2, bitch. You didn't. <laughs> well, I did. I did just later. So you but, but okay, but when you went to rent it, you didn't know what it was at all. No, no, I didn't have a clue. Oh, okay. Damn clue. So uh, I, I'd I'd played one and after Final Fantasy One, uh, I was just signed up for life for every Final Fantasy that came out after that. I so mean, I, I would consider even though right like I don't technically know what Final Fantasy two was about when I got it, 
I still knew I wanted a Final Fantasy game. You, you knew the general idea of what was yeah. going on, but but yeah, I didn't I didn't have a clue. I'd never played a Final Fantasy game up to that point, but I saw it and I thought that might be neat, and got it home and fuck, loved it. <laughs> you know, um, and 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 it is it has consistently been voted to be one of the best games ever. You know, it's yeah. in those it's in those top ten lists of of some of the best of you know some of the best games ever made that's one of them and so you know i think secret of mana was probably one of mine where i didn't know what it was and my brother and i rented it and we played it and then the coolest thing about that game is that you really could play it co-op right and uh you could actually play it three player if you had that weird plug-in adapter for the super Nintendo. yeah that that nobody had (laughs) yeah but uh, uh So we played that co-op and then eventually one of us got it for our birthday or something. And that was like an all time game. Uh, what about, what about random game you've ever played? Just random game you ever played from back, think back when you were a kid, hardest game you ever played. Battletoads. Oh my God. We're on the same wavelength. I was going to say the same fucking thing. I mean, that pretty much God, everybody of damn. our generation is going to say Battletoads. Oh my I mean, God. That, that's, that's that the game. That game is brutal. I mean, I would promise my daughter a brand new car if she could beat that game, safe in the knowledge. It would never happen. Yeah. It's never going to happen. So the only thing about Battletoads is it had the coolest pause music. I don't even remember that. I mean, but... <laughs> Somebody please tell us if he's correct with that. I know I'm correct no. because I used to sit there and pause it just to listen to the music. Because I sure wasn't beating the motherfucking thing. Right. So, you know, I was like, I might as well jam while I'm sitting here getting my dick knocked in the dirt by battle toads. <laughs> so I mean, had, uh, let's see. I, I, and I'll tell you, a close second is the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Oh, man, you're not lying about that. Fuck but amazing, I, I, I put that as easier because I actually did beat that one. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how the, the or part how, of the game. Like, what what spirit of of the turtle or maybe just pe- pepperoni what, pizza what, possessed what, me to be able to do it? But I actually did beat that game. Yeah, the the I mean, I I'm, you almost had PTSD from doing the the swimming part of that game. Where you, <laughs> right, where you have to go and defuse all the bombs. Yeah, and oh my god, oh that game was so fucking hard. <laughs> I mean, uh. I, that's another one I would give to my daughter, and I would say, if you can beat that game, I will buy you a brand new car, anything you want. Because I'll be safe in the knowledge, knowing she ain't beating that game. No. So, but uh, what about what about crappiest game, shittiest game, shittiest game that I ever uh, from, from, child, from childhood, from childhood, not ever because we could probably talk about adult adult titles you've. Oh yeah, well now it's like every other game comes out unfinished and whatever. So yeah, they're a piece of shit, you know. Who knows? Um, but we're talking we're talking childhood, childhood, old games, shittiest games. Uh. Now, do you mean shitty in that the game? I mean, again, it is hard to say this because most games functioned. You know, like you could play I'm them. Talk- or- I'm talking storyline graphics. You know, 
the measures of the game that you would normally look for. Uh, Replayability. Man, that's that's hard because that's one of those things where it's like if I didn't like the game, it probably didn't stick with me. You know what I mean? Right. And so I don't I don't remember there being like real crappy games. Um, I do. I remember a game that was crappy, not because it was more just because of the era and how it was. It these games hadn't started being made yet to the degree that we learned. But I remember playing a football game on Atari. Oh, because my dad had an Atari system and to run the place, it had an actual play sheet where you had to put in a code to run the play. Oh, wow. And I don't even remember if you could really like control much of the players at all, other than just, okay, I'm going to pass it. So hit the pass button. Or whatever that that was pretty crappy because that was it was extremely tedious to try to play that game. Wow. Um. Well, you took it back, didn't you? I know, right? Like way, 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 way back. But you know that reminds me of how 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 like the Tecmo games, (laughs) Tecmo football, (laughs) and how they they were awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. But you remember that they they didn't know like the the people who were making that game. I mean, they were like, it's like Japanese company making the game, right? They didn't really like fully grasp the rules of American football. Yeah. And so yeah. there was always weird stuff that, that you know, like the clock would run when it wasn't supposed to type of right, thing. Or, right, right, You know, right. like different different rules like that or just, you know, it's like a, my brother and I still joke about how, you know, to win the game at the end, you just run all the way back to your own end zone, then throw the ball. Right. And, and, and like it'll go the entire football field down and your guy will probably catch it. 120 yard pass. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. All, all the way down, dude snags it and then the ultimate Hail Mary. Uh, my favorite one of those was the one on Tecmo or on Super Nintendo, yeah. uh, Tecmo Super Bowl. And it had a thing. Well, they all had a thing where you remember how your guys would get tired. Uh-huh. And they would lose a bunch of stats, but then they'd drink a Red Bull or something and they'd uh they'd get their energy back and they'd be like excellent rated. They they'd do a little bump of coke right on the side. Yeah, yeah. And I it remember the nineties, so you know. <laughs> the best the best time to ever get one of those bumps was when you're running the ball with like Barry Sanders or something. Right, right. And he'd right. just literally run circles around everybody on the team and you just never he'd be gone. Oh man, what I, I what I remember, what, I guess one of the things I remember about Tecmo, the original Tecmo Bowl was, uh, it really has nothing to do with the gameplay. But if you were if you were on offense, when you when you when you went to hike the ball, it would do that down set, yeah, yeah. And if you were doing offense, if you wanted to annoy the shit out of the people playing with you. You just wouldn't hike the ball. I know because you didn't. There was no. There was no uh, like no timer at all. No, there's no play clock, clock in so, the game. So you you would sit. You could sit there for 15 minutes with your quarterback going hut 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 yeah. hut 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 hut. <laughs> and those those games like that more so than maybe Madden's do now. I'm sure there are like tricks 
but oh, yeah. if you yeah. play hardcore Madden or whatever, you probably know. But back then, Tecmo it was tricks like to to have a better chance to block any field goal or whatever. You kind of you can double up and hit the same lineman blocking, right? And if you did that, you had more of a chance to kind of ca- cave in that side of the offensive line, and they'd run in. Uh-huh. Uh, I liked the thing where, like a lot of the, a lot of defense was just predicated on getting lucky enough to pick their play, right? And then if you did that, it was like a stampede. They just they just yeah. smashed the offense. It was like a unnecessary roughness that movie where they right. do that play and they just start jump kicking people and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I've never seen this in a real game. I mean, <laughs> um, there was also those little. There was also a bug that was similar. Uh, there was kind of not similar but but you had a bug that you could exploit and just and just run off with the game and that was in the game double dribble oh yeah 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 you could you could uh you could like you could start to shoot from like out in the front and then move over to the side and it would hit every time yeah you know there was a there was a playstation i think it was like um it wasn't madden it was a rival football pro football game that came out Mm-hmm. Uh, for the at least for the first PlayStation, and um, two things I remember about that game: one, you could not get an interception unless you. It, it was almost like a scripted event, and the game would happen where you would your defender would spear the dude right when the ball uh, arrived, and it would pop it into the air. And then you were almost a hundred percent gonna intercept the ball, like a different player was gonna intercept it, and it always make this thunder, like boom thing when it hit and did it. But otherwise, the ball, the quarterback could literally like underhanded toss it to a defensive back, and they would drop that shit. But as long as you saw that spear move, that's when you had a chance to intercept. And then the other thing that would happen is. You know, like after a certain point in football games, they got spin moves and jukes and stuff like that. Right. And in this game, there was a glitch that you could do. You could basically juke left and then right immediately. And if you kept in the right rhythm, you could basically crab walk all the way down the field and score a touchdown. And it was impossible to tackle your player. Was was that the game that you could kill players on? Kill players. Because I don't, for the life of me, I don't remember the game, but there was a game where that if you had a guy that got hurt bad enough, and what I remember about it, it would say, player five, injured. Oh. Player five, dead. Dead. <laughs> but the what thing was, was like, but but the thing was, it's like, it it wasn't dead. They weren't dead. Right. Because, like, obviously you didn't lose, you know, yeah, like whoever you didn't lose Jerry Rice or like whatever, half your right? Team, like half your team wasn't carted off the field, you know. No, it was basically band. a bad abbreviation for defensive end, right? But <laughs> yeah, but I remember because it was like <laughs> whatever DED did, <laughs> but player five dead. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> First time you see like what the fuck? Yeah, right. Like, Holy shit, that game's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> damn but I remember, other, I remember other bad games were like you know there were so many of those copies of those like galaga or 
Oh yeah. You know, like those that were really terrible. I remember there was some weird, it was almost like crocodile Dundee type game on the Nintendo. That was just really oh, shitty. Uh, I'm going to tell you something for, for our listeners that were not alive during the, during the, the late eighties, very early nineties, these companies exploited every single movie that came out with a Nintendo game. Oh yeah. I think actually one of the, uh, objectively, um, worst games that ever was ever made was that, uh, ET game for Nintendo oh, yeah, yeah, where they yeah. buried a bunch of them in the desert or whatever. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I think, uh, I think that quality, but I never played, I never, I didn't have that game. So I, I don't know. I do remember one game that was based on a movie that was actually halfway decent was Dick Tracy. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I, I remember seeing Dick Tracy in the theater, and and loving that movie. And then I Did you get the and, little toy watch that he had. Oh yeah, yeah, had all that, and uh, uh, found out that they had a Nintendo game for it. And so I hounded my mom. We, I, I, matter of fact, I remember where we were. We were coming back from Pocahontas, and I hounded my mother. Please let me go to the video store. Please let me go to the video store. I want to get this game. Please let me go to the video. And she finally relented when they rented it and it was all right. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. You ever play the, the karate kid game? Yes. Where it had like basically all three or was it the first two? I can't remember if it was just the first two movies or all three movies. Uh, And you played, you played through them that like those weren't bad. That wasn't bad for a movie game. Uh, Jaws. That game was actually fucking fun. I played that game a lot. I'll tell you what movie game was harder than fucking. That was Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that game was hard. Because, like, at the very end of the game, when you're driving the DeLorean, and you're trying, you know, you got to have the light. If the the lightning didn't hit the car just right, it'd fry you. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, oh, my God, that game was so fucking hard. Uh, Uh, Another... Let's see here. What was another good one? Oh, the Star Wars game on Super Nintendo. Oh yeah, all of them were. Like uh, those were really good games. My, my uh, favorite one. My favorite one though was Return of the Jedi because uh, at the last, the last one of the last things you did in that game was you did the the interior of the Death Star run with the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and that was that. Matter of fact, they had a scripted part in there where you know in the movie when they when he whacks the he whacks the the falcon against that against that opening and rips the the satellite dish off the top they've got a script they have a scripted part in the game where you do that and you whack that thing and you hear lando mumble something yeah uh but uh, but yeah so that that one was really good too so what about and we're going to do a compare and contrast here okay or not necessarily compare and contrast but um what game as a child and then as an adult changed your whole gaming life slash perspective? Oh, what do you what do you mean? Like it made me like it like, like, it, like game, games more or it made me Well the it it like the game just the game just changed your whole view on gaming. In some way. Uh, I mean, okay, so as a kid, prob- probably the first 
Zelda game. Because mm-hmm. that, that was the first one where I thought about that game outside of playing it. Right. Like I, I wanted, like I wanted to know everything about the game of like the legend of Zelda. Hmm. Um, more than that though, probably final fantasy one. Right. Uh, cause, cause I had the subscription Nintendo power and I got the final fantasy one strategy guide and that thing more than anything was the best marketing for that game that they could have possibly had the art and everything in it, the, the way it broke down the story. And I was, I, I probably wore that strategy guide out before I ever had the game. Mm-hmm. But when final Fantasy one came out, it's like, this is, I didn't know what, you know, dungeons and dragons was, I didn't know, uh, any much about these RPG genre of game type stuff, you know, but whatever final fantasy one was, that's what I wanted. Uh, now, yeah, as an adult gamer, uh, as an adult gamer, I think I know, but that's hard to answer because it's like I, like I said, I've played games forever, so I don't have that same feeling of like, wow. Well, let yeah, let me let me let me rephrase the question so. Um, as an adult, what game has given you the biggest wow factor? Uh, I'll do two because my actual answer is controversial. Mm. If for anybody listening, who's big into games and would keep up with this kind of stuff, it's kind of controversial. The other is not, uh, my controversial one. And this is, you'll probably agree is it's got to be Star Citizen. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, just because it's, you know, <laughs> like, uh, I don't want to get into all the issues with it and, you know, well, you, wh- you whatever. Can, you, but you when you're playing the game and it's working and you're getting a glimpse of what they're going for oh. and you, it, it, everything is clicking and you forget that you're playing it while it's being developed and the elevator can fall out from under you at any time. When it works, it is mind blowing because it really is the game that if you said, as I told yourself as a kid, you could play it, mm-hmm. you would not believe it. I, I'd uh, agree. I'd agree to, to me, to me, it is the, it is the most, one of the most immersive games I've ever played. Just, just in the flexibility of what you can do. I mean, you can literally do anything. And I spent my entire childhood playing games, wishing I could do this, do that, go do this, go do that. You can with that game. That it, it really reminds me of maybe the first time I ever played uh, Ultima Seven. Mm. Yeah, because that was at that point I'd played a bunch of RPGs, whatever. Uh but I'd never played a game where you could go around and pick up every little thing in the whole game. Basically. Right. You could manipulate objects in the game as an RPG. And you had to, you had to carry food. You had to eat, you had to, you know, you had to, uh, you had to to watch out for your health in a way that like other, like other games didn't do that. Yeah. Well, just, just 
just the being able to manipulate your environment would have been enough. But yeah. Then you, but then you add that mechanic in too. And it's just, that, that just made it insane. And, and the way that they set that up to incorporate different gameplay loops, like you'd have times where you'd be on a quest to discover who murdered someone mm-hmm. and you'd have to actually like tear their house apart, looking for that one clue that proved that they did it or, you know, whoever did it, you know, that, that was stuff that just hadn't really been done before. Right. And, and so, so that, that game was another, uh, but my other one for like a full game, that's, you know, not a controversial one. I I would say that honestly, the, the strongest impact a game has had me like here and, and that I can remember is probably the, the Final Fantasy 14, the MMO, Mm -hmm. the story of that, it really like playing through it. It would just, it, it put me right back at playing those early Final Fantasy games and just yeah. being amazed and being impressed by the story and caught up in it. And uh, then on top of it, it's an older one. So, you know, that series does a pretty good job of, from you know, depending on which iteration it is of throwing you some nostalgia, whether it's the music or references or whatever. Oh, oh, and sure. I, I feel like the Final Fantasy 14 is just a complete you know, after, after like the first, maybe two expansions, you know, they started being more free with the turning it into a real, like a love letter to the whole series. Right. Right. And it's a game that's hard to recommend because you know this, cause I, you know, you started playing it, but it takes a long time to get through it. Yeah. It, it's, it's massive. And, it's and so we got that, the M and the MMO, it's massive. Well, and, and then it's massive, like, cause of the, the content and you right, have to, right. you have to go through it all to get to the end of it. You can't, it's not like a wow, where a new expansion comes out and you can basically, you get to the right level and then you can jump to the, the new content. Right. Right. Final Fantasy 14, you can't do that. You have to play it from the start all the way to the end. And when there's, it's an MMO. And there have been four expansions and you know, that's a, that's a long time. So it's hard to recommend that to someone and be like, this is amazing, but it really is. And so I, I would say, I would say that one for me. That's, 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 that's kind of what I figured you would say. On the, Cause on it's the still one that I still will like pull up music from the game and just listen to it. Cause it's just good. Well, it's icon- I mean, it's iconic. In 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 the gaming realm, in gaming realms of, at at all, it's it's an iconic series for sure. Have you uh, uh, like off of games a little bit here? Um, but have you seen this nonsense about the Cleopatra Netflix show? Uh, a little, a little. I, Not I saw it because. It was weird because really just, I think I was talking to you about this, how I started, I found this YouTube channel that was looking at specific people throughout history and it would just kind of dissect their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it yeah, could yeah. be like Henry VIII and it would be like an hour plus of a video about him and all that, all, all that. And then there's now there's videos for each one of his wives. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, and I found that very interesting. And I watched one on Cleopatra. Uh, 
and then not too long after this Netflix series comes out and, and then there's all this drama because it's like, so I was trying to explain this to somebody. I don't care about if you're watching something on TV and if it is a historical fiction or something like that, I do not care what you do with the race of the characters. Right. I don't care if you want to tell a historical fiction about George Washington being an Asian dude. I don't give a fuck. Have fun. Have fun. If it's good, I'll still watch it. It doesn't bother me. It worked, right? with, it worked with Hamilton. <laughs> right. Uh, it, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me at all. Uh, I don't get caught up in, you know, my, Oh my God, they might make Superman black. I don't, who cares? He's is a fictional alien character who I don't give a shit. You know, it doesn't matter. Uh, but when you're making a documentary mm-hmm. and you're labeling it as a documentary, not a historical fiction, right? and all of it is presented as an educational, factual thing, you can't, you can't get something as fundamental as like a person's race wrong. Yeah, that's to, to me. It, it, it seems like if you're actually teaching history and George Washington is a black guy in the books. Um, well, let me let me give that, you my let me give you my official position on that as a professional historian and history teacher. Yeah, that's a bad idea. It's it's a bad take. I it's mean, a real uh, bad take. We 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 people in history have a serious problem with not getting those facts right when it's being presented as factual. I mean, yeah. we, we but, get but a little that's bit, what they're, they're doing, but that's what they're doing. And there's that there's been a lot of blowback after. So there's backlash from viewers. Sure. And then because it's presented as, you know, Cleopatra was an African queen, you know, and more so than just the technicality of Egypt being in Africa. Right. Uh, right. And, and what gets me wrong, what gets me the most is that as far as I understand and without, if people want to look up, you know, who's producing this or who, whatever, it's a, a pillar of, um, mental stability uh jada pinkett smith the queen of shit mountain yeah yeah queen of shit mountain uh master manipulator and all around i believe just kind of terrible person in general and i i think there's not too many people out there no matter what who you're a fan of that can't see that at this point but uh if she wanted to make a show about like strong women in history and if you wanted to look at strong African women in history, there's an entire rest of the continent that had actual powerful women be queens of nations. Certainly. certainly. That that well, you could I mean, have used that that needed would I would say argue needed the spotlight far more than like this batshit take on Cleopatra. I mean, even if you wanted to stick to northeast Northeast Africa and go with and go with Egypt, there are other Egyptian rulers who were women that you could profile. I know, but I'm mean, I mean, a lot I, better. I'm just saying, if you wanted to stick to if she's if the point is to make it about African women, 
That's what I'm saying. There, there's enough in there's enough in Egypt alone. You could have done a show. I know, but yeah. but historically, like you know, uh, is this is this not the correct take that Egyptians kind of either view themselves or are viewed as different from the greater part of Africa? When you uh, say African, you're really not meaning Egyptian. Yeah, because they can be. They're kind of in a weird limbo space geographically. Yeah, I thought where, they were more where, kind where of in between. Where, where technically they are part of Africa, but they're also Middle Eastern at the same yeah. time. Yeah, and so so what I'm taking is, what I'm saying is, if you're wanting to say, like, Africa, African, oh, yeah. yes, there are other examples of people that you could have put the spotlight on that would have been interesting because they're lesser known. Okay. You know, okay. like that would have been a much more interesting documentary about people who maybe aren't as well known throughout history, but had a major impact. Sure. Right. Sure. Like to me, that's a better thing to talk about than to, to, to give fake history off a character that, you know, you just say the name Cleopatra and people generally know who you're talking about. And right. she, and she's, how long has she been dead over 2000 something years? Oh yeah. Like, that's how famous she is. She doesn't need, <laughs> there doesn't need to be more, more documentaries about her. No, she, uh, she's quite well known enough. Yeah. Uh, ver versus all these other people, historical figures where people could learn. Especially if your goal is to try to combat what, what, what traditionally in America has been a, a Eurocentric history model. Yeah. If, if that's what you're trying to combat, and you're wanting to to have an Afrocentric history model, then Cleopatra was the worst fucking possible selection that you could have made. Yeah. Period. Period. If that's your goal, if your goal is actually being true to history and and showing us, uh, showing us this take, that's the worst possible one you could have picked. I mean that. I've seen some full, really full, full cynical. Stop. Nothing else to say. I've seen some really, really cynical takes on this about how it's just it's it's like the worst kind of revisionist history type. It's 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 almost, but not quite, on par with, uh, you know, basically saying that like white people created Christianity. Yeah, well, Jesus is white, essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, not, it's, only it's, Jesus, not only is Jesus white, but he's blonde-headed and blue-eyed. Yeah, it's it's uh, and he's it's cut, in the, and he's it's cut, in that and ballpark. And he's cut like a Scandinavian boxer. Well, right, right. You know, I'm looking at you, uh, Ivan Drago. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, it's just it. It's the worst kind of trap. I just, I don't really, I don't, I don't get like the. It, it's. There, there is a disease in like modern society and it, it isn't just, it isn't just her obviously, right? It's, there's a lot of politicians that want to revise history and erase parts of it that they don't agree with and pretend shit never happened or whatever. Now you got people wanting to swap the races of historical figures yes. and, and then, and then, you know, uh, activate their persecution complex when people call them out on historical facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just a weird time. Yeah. And, and that's the thing we have lost sight in history of this idea that, that history just, it is what it is. And 
you know, what happened happened. And, you know, I, I, I got in an argument on, on social media not too long ago about that with somebody talking about, uh, his, his conjecture was that, well, how do you know what happens actually what happened? And I said, well, because we analyze primary sources, you jackass. Right. That's how we know, because we go back and we look at the shit that was written when it was happening. Yeah, because you know, there, there is, there are, there are cases in history where you were not clear. Sure, but 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 that but it's getting it's getting clear every day. But I can tell you, if it happened 150 years ago, yeah, it's pretty fucking clear. Well, that that you know that's there's another pl- thing. There's plenty like- of there's plenty of primary sources around to back up, you know, the the true story. Well, that's how you know. It's why you don't really see too much controversy in sort of if you want to look at a old like history of England or something, right. because as a as a nation they kept such records of things. Oh yeah, definitely. That they basically wrote it themselves, you know. And and outside of cases of where you know maybe there was a war and you know the victor gets to write oh, the history type don't, stuff. Don't misunderstand though the the British had the British are full of their own revisionist history. Yeah, 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 for, uh, for sure. You know, and and let's not forget that let's not that forget that the the British are some of the worst offenders when it comes to uh make, making up a load of bullshit to justify an action. But stuff is so well documented about their nation that we. It, it, historians kind of know when they did that you know a ton you know and it's it's uh well you know that's that's one area that's one area of study that i really enjoy is i like reading about british monarchs Mm -hmm. and all and all the fascinating stuff that and and i'm talking even back beyond like william the con william you know william the conqueror when you get into like king of the anglo-saxons and people like that you know it's fascinating reading about those and it's like you said you've got all this documentation that goes back and shows what these people were doing. Um, but yeah, that that's one thing you get out of the British, especially as they were good stewards of records. Uh, they understood the value of records, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it baffles me. It baffles me that in a nation, especially in a nation where you have access to these primary sources, right? Cause they're out on the internet. You all, you gotta do is search them up. They're out there. That that people buy this bullshit, this revisionist bullshit that gets peddled. I don't understand it. Maybe maybe we're maybe we're abdicating our role as history teachers. I don't know, but I'm gonna tell you, we're getting to a point to where it's getting dangerous to be a history teacher anymore. Well, yeah, because you're not you're not talking about blonde Jesus. I mean, in your classroom. I mean, it's getting to the point in some states, including the one I live in, that uh, you know, talk talking about talking about slavery or some other issue from the, from the African perspective could get you in trouble. And that, and that's a really sad state of affairs. I don't, I don't understand it. I mean, outside of the obvious prejudice and bigotry that comes, that it generates out of, but beyond that. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into both of it, but uh, that but that's a whole nother episode. Whole that's nother a whole nother episode, uh, and and I'd kind of like to do, and you know, uh, 
I want to do, uh, I think we should do an episode where we do that. We look at certain people that we like in history and, and do it. I can tell you right now that my, every person on my list is going to be some woman in history because I got caught up. The whole reason I started on that channel was because so many of them started being like such and such was an only child heir to the throne type person, uh, or married someone who was heir to the throne. The dude dies, and then as soon as the woman gets the land or whatever, suddenly she's a witch and some kind of psychopathic mass murderer, you know, and like all these stories pop up again and again and again of all these people that, you know, were basically persecuted for. In the the case you're talking about where she marries like a monarch or something like that, and the monarch dies. And she takes over. Usually it's either that she's either bringing a witch or either that some, some, uh, some other kingdom comes in and tries to take, take her shit away from her. And then she absolutely just owns them. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of that story in history with, with women where they go out and they just absolutely, they just absolutely fucking obliterate these armies with their own. I mean, it's, 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 it's fascinating reading about that, how it, it's it, what makes it even better. You know, you know, you, cause you know, you know, as well as I do that on the other side, uh, weak woman, you cannot make war woman. And she's yeah. Like, she's like, watch, watch they, me, they, bitch. <laughs> they, for, they, uh, they forget that she's not out there swinging the sword. Right, exactly. She's she's doing the machinations in the background, uh, and she's a whole lot fucking smarter and more devious than you are. But uh, yeah, I'd like to do something on that where you just pick a few a few uh, interesting people and kind of bring them and present them. You you present to me, I'll present to you. Yeah, that'd be we'll a do good that. Episode. But uh, I think we've gone way over because of our uh, little my we'll your sabotaging of my internet. Uh, yeah. So I, I think it's about time to hit the old dusty trail tonight. I think so. Uh, tell us what you think about the video game, uh, conversation that we had, you know, your favorites, your, the shittiest that you think of the hardest ones you had, uh, the influences you had from it. Uh, and if you want to hear about a particular figure in history, let us know, uh, find us on the socials, uh, at audacity pod on Twitter and audacity podcast on Facebook. Uh, tell tell us your uh favorite revisionist history. Yes. attempts. Yes, to, we want to. The crazier hear, the better. We want to hear. We want to hear your your best white people are the best story that you've ever heard. Well, I you know that that's the thing now. That's it's weird now. It's now kind of equal opportunity. Now we got you know non-white people making revisionist history yeah, well, too. Evi- so it's, evidently it's, uh, you know, it's all it's all around man it's just um how about we just stick to what happened and right we'll just do that way there's there's plenty of cool all around if you yep. just look for it there's plenty of examples of awesome people historically right yeah so let us know your so let us know your thoughts on that okay bye 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 see ya